Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reach Podcast. This is Nate. And uh, Jordan, would you like to speak to? Oh, uh, I'm here. Hi. Sorry. Yeah. And that's Jordan. Uh, we got another episode today. Episode four. A little Man. late, but we're still here. Yeah, it's still on Sunday. Yeah. Man, we heard a great word today from uh, Pastor Holland. Talk about self-discipline. It was definitely what I needed to hear, especially after we talked about uh, a couple weeks back about uh, the prayer in the morning and prayer, you know, before I go to bed and stuff like that. It takes discipline to do all that kind Motivation. of stuff. Motivation. To make Jesus a daily habit. And that just, like, reaffirmed my positioning on it. And, man, it was just exactly what I needed to hear. I'm glad I was able to listen to it today. And I wasn't upstairs teaching the kids. I love teaching the kids. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I like to hear the pastor talk sometimes, too. But, uh, Jordan, do you have anything you want to you wanna talk about? Or you nah, want me to just I go? Mean, I'm I'm good. I or mean, do you want to uh, do dumb questions with Nathan again? No, nah, it's not dumb questions. It's silly <laughs> questions with Nathan. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad to be back. You know, three episodes down, fourth one's coming. Uh, I'm ready for to kind of get on this one. I got some some good questions today for you, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Before we get started, do we want to um acknowledge our our passing of two fish? No, we're just gonna we're gonna no. we're gonna bypass. Uh, well, I'll 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 talk about it then because it's kind of hurt my voice. So, two of our fish that we've had for over a year uh, decided they were gonna beat each other up, and they both died in battle. And man, we went on our way to church this morning. We saw one dead one. We're like, oh, we know who won the fight. It was man. It was just sad. One's name was High C, and the other one was named Captain. And uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Little moment of silence. Should so probably take the trash out. Let's just start smelling bad. Yeah, here. they're both in the trash right okay. now. Okay, I kind of feel bad. Uh, look, that kind of ruined the whole message. The fact that they're just standing in the trash can over there. It, it kind of ruined my. Kind of, kind of made me <laughs> kind of sad this morning. <laughs> to, I came to feed the fish and I uh, saw one of them kind of swimming like it was on his last leg a little bit. <laughs> you know, his, like his left flipper wasn't doing so well. It was a little thin. wasn't wasn't flipping. What do you think? When fish, what are fish thinking about whenever they're just in like a little confinement like that? I don't really think fish have thought. You don't think so? I mean, it's, you know. I think they do. I mean, they're staring at you right now. Yeah, I'm sure they are, because there's no light or pump on. <laughs> they're confused. Run, right. run, run, we'll go ahead and get started on these all questions. Right, right. We'll be on this all day. Okay, know. ten questions this week. Jordan is going to be asking me the questions. And uh, apparently, from what he's been telling me all week, that this is, uh, is going to be my downfall. He's going to try to catch me up. Uh... Jordan, are you prepared? Uh, I sure hope so. I sure hope I got some, uh, some some good little questions. And it, and it it might not, you know, it might not might get you, but it might get some of them out there. So we're hoping so. I mean, they're not like really hard questions, but listen, I'm not a genius by any means yeah, of this. They're I just they're not super hard questions. They're not multiple choice. None of them are multiple choice questions. Um, so we'll go ahead and you know you ready to get started? I think so. All I'm right, ready. so we're gonna go ahead and go with the first question. All okay. right, I'm nervous. It says the <laughs> land now known as Israel that Moses brought God's people to was once called what? Um, pretty sure it's Canaan, isn't it? The land of Canaan? Mm, no, no, it's not the land of Canaan. <sighs> it's the it's it's now called Israel. It's the same land that Moses brought. God, people too, after he freed them from Egypt. So what, the promised land? The promised land. Oh, well, yeah. The promised land. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Okay. 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 Well, I got you. You know. All right. So to kind of go. I'm going to take half a point from that. So kind of go. Yeah, I'll give you half a point. So to kind of go off of the promised land. So what was the promised land also referred to as? 
God always talked about this land, and he says that I'm going to give you all this land that's what? And it was the promised land. It's, it's actually called the promised land, but it was land known full as of milk and honey. The land flowing with milk and honey. Flowing with milk and honey. Yeah, because it was very, like, you know, profitable land. It was very good land. Look you you kind of gave me a little hint right there, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, look, man. See? You know, I'm, I'm not perfect. It's not perfect. It's okay. <laughs> hey, it's okay. And I told you, I, I wanted to kind of trick you up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you, like, half a point. You know, we're. We're half out of, out of two. We're okay, you know, point, point. Point 0.5 out of two. Okay. So this third question. This next one, though? I got it. This third one, you definitely should have it because it's actually it, it's really funny. Okay. Uh, it's a good one. It, it might it might get some of y'all out there, but I don't think it's gonna, this one's going to stop Nathan. It says, what's the name of the tax collector who became a follower of Jesus? The tax collector's name is Matthew. Matthew. That is correct. Matthew's a tax collector. Matthew the disciple. That is correct. Yes, Matthew did be, was a tax collector, and he became a disciple and followed Jesus. So, okay, so we're, we're 1.5 out of, out of 3. And a lot of people's favorite character in The Chosen. And The way. Chosen is Matthew. Yes, I'll give you that one. We'll okay. go ahead and go to number 4. So number 4 says, this man wrote the first five books of the Old Testament. The first five books? First five books. I'm pretty sure now, man, I'm going to sound really dumb if I don't know this. I'm pretty sure it is Moses. You would be correct. Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding, ding. It is Moses. Moses did indeed write Genesis, yep. Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. Yes, you were correct. He did write the first five books of the Old Testament. Moving forward. Man, I feel good about that one. That was yeah. good. That's yeah. a good yeah. one. So yeah. moving forward. Now, this question can be kind of tricky. Uh, I phrased it the correct way to where you should get it correct. But it says, what is the first bird that Noah released out of the ark? Okay, so he released two, and they're both a, a dove and a crow. Mm-mm. No, not no, a crow? Not Raven? A crow. Raven. Okay, give me a break. Dude. But but what was the first bird? I think it was a dove first. Okay. So you would be right. Dove is the first bird. Do yeah. you know why the dove was the first bird? Tell me, George. So the dove was the first bird because actually, whenever he released them, he knew that the dove would come back. Mm-hmm. No matter what was going on, the, you know, the dove would come back, and he would know that the water would be, res- you know, would be gone or not. If he would have released the raven first, the raven actually would have eaten any kind of carcasses that would have been left over from the dead animals once the water recited. So he knew the raven would not have come back to begin with. So when the raven didn't come back, that's when he knew that everything was good to go. So the fact that the raven didn't come back and the dove did meant that meant that that yeah that's correct pretty yep. smart that's okay crazy. so number six so we're gonna go ahead you got half a point for one you got number three right you got number four right you got number five right so we're at three and a half out of five pretty good pretty good grade pretty good grade okay I'm digging it I'm we're gonna go it. ahead we're gonna go to number six number six says what gave Samson his strength. Mm. This could be a trick question because technically God gave him his strength. But if we're going by the, the tale here, it is his hair. His hair is what gave him his strength. And once when Delilah cut it, he lost his strength Dang. temporarily. You just answered question number seven as well. Number seven was, who made Samson cut his hair? Delilah. And you said Delilah. Okay, mm. okay, look mm-hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. So that's going to give you one point for seven, one for six. One point for five, one for four, one for three. So we're looking at about four and a half points out of seven. We'll go there. We're, we're, we're about four a and a half points out of seven. Yeah, that's 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 three, four, five, six, seven, five and a half. We're at five. I can't count. We're at <laughs> we're at five and a half out of seven. So we're gonna go ahead. And we're gonna move All on right. to number eight. 
Number eight says, how many people were abroad Noah aboard? My bad, aboard Noah's Ark. How many people? How many people? Do I have to like say a number? There's a number. Yep. From from what I know, it is Noah's family and also the wives of his sons as well, okay. and everything extending to his family. I'm gonna say uh, this is kind of a hard number. Um. It's a tricky. Qu- it's kind of a harder. Qu- it's not something that you would just know. Off the I top think of your it's head. in between eight and twelve. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to say eight. Really? I'm gonna say eight. Is eight your final answer? No. Dang. Um, no, I mean, I mean, if you think eight, stick with eight. I mean, it's up to you. I- I'm gonna stick with eight. You stick with eight. This is a number that came okay. in my head. You would be correct. Yes. It is eight yes. people were aboard the ark. Yes. yes. And it included his him his wife. His sons and the sons' wives, right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mm. So this number ten question. So I actually I have I have eleven questions because I didn't know if you're gonna do number one or two. I'm gonna go through all of them since you did kind of do the number six and seven combined. Okay. But number ten, I mean number nine is actually what does the word Israel mean? Israel. Israel. What does the word Israel mean? Might got me on this one. Um, Come on, man! You should know this on. is a good one. You should hold know on. this one. Um, is it some long lines of like God's land, God's kingdom? Not um, exactly. Not exactly. Mm. It does have to do with God, though, obviously. But it's not God's land. No, the fact that I can't even like right off the top of my head it means I probably don't know it. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a. L on this one. Really? So yeah. you don't know what I- the word Israel means? When you say it, I might remember it. Israel means prevails with God. Okay. Well, I knew it was something along the lines of God. Um, the f- it means prevails with God. Prevails with God. Okay. All right. So out of nine questions, we were at six and a half points. I'll right? always remember that now. You were going to remember <laughs> what Israel means. So now let's go to the ninth, this nice number 10. All and right. it says, where did Jesus turn water into wine? Where, Where was one? his first miracle done at? Do I how specific do I have to be? Just the place. Just like the, I guess the the area. The was city. that a wedding? Okay, well, not that. A little bit more specific, like as in, like was it like where was it done? Was it done in Bethlehem? Was it in Nazareth? Like oh, where was oh, it actually? Oh. Prof- like where was his first miracle at? Um. Mm. So they tricked, this is a hard one. This uh, I I I didn't even know the answer to this one. I just threw this one in as a hard one. I'm going to say I can give you a, a hint. Give me a hint. Starts with the letter C. Is it? I can't say Canaan. Um, but that's the only thing that C is popping up with Canaan. It's Cana. 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 Okay. Cana. All right, I'll give, give me you half a point one. for that one. I'll give you half a point. So with that half a point, that brings you to seven Canaan, that's points. Seven points. I know. I didn't really know that. Yeah. I was so thinking like. Uh. So you got, you were seven out of ten. So you would have gotten a seventy on this test. So we'll give you that one. I am going to go ahead and give you that number eleven, just because it's a fun little bonus question. quiz. Bonus bonus question. Can you get eight of them right? It says after Jesus fed the five thousand, how many baskets of food was left over? What? Oh man! How many baskets of food How many were left of food? over? 
This is actually and this is in the Bible. This is actually they talk about they oh, they, man, they did do. talk about how many baskets they were do. actually left over. And if you think about it, it actually makes sense as to how many baskets you were know left what? over. You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say I feel like it's close to the numbers of disciples. There's a very good possibility <laughs> that it might be close to the disciples. That that's a very it's it's a good one. Question is, is it on the money for the disciples or is it a little above or under it? I'm just gonna say it twelve. You're gonna say twelve? Twelve. With that, you would be correct yes. with your bonus point. Yes. It is twelve. And with that eleven questions, that gives you an eight out of eleven, Nathan. I will give you that one. That's awesome. Man. I kind of figured, okay, because the disciples were the ones passing out this stuff. Right. right. So that way they would have enough food for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they were twelve baskets left. It's like kind of like, you know, whenever you get fed at church. And you bring home the leftovers. You bring <laughs> and I always bring home the leftovers. <laughs> never 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 fails that. I don't ask for it. They just give it no, to no, me. No, I never said. Never said you asked for just it. Give it, to me. it just it never fails that somehow. I go to the bathroom you know, and Sister Barbara's like, "Hey, do you want this?" And I'm like, "Sure. I I'm mean, not going to sure. say no." <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that was awesome. With that, Nate, you got an 8 out of 11. You know, these questions are going to constantly get a little bit more and more difficult. Question question really is though. How many people out there got that? Yeah, I wonder how many of y'all got got those eleven or you know questions right. But so we're gonna go ahead and you know that was, that was a fun questions. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and kind of we, we actually ended that one those questions pretty quickly. We kind of went through through those pretty fast. We're gonna go ahead and get yeah, into our topic. I, I go down like rabbit holes a lot. Yeah, we so. kind of we kind of get on little rabbit tangents. holes and, and tangents. But we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna talk about today's <coughs> podcast episode of the spirit of doubt. And I think it's probably the most important thing. We've talked about so far is the spirit of doubt. Um, as you, everyone knows, everyone knows what doubt means. It means to disbelief. Um, but everyone, I feel like every Christian truly has had a moment of doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Jordan, I'm gonna just going to take a moment to talk about yeah, you, you my go ahead, own man. moments you, you of go doubt. go ahead, bro. Um, just be a little open with y'all. I um I've grown up in church my entire life, and um, it's 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 hard to believe that someone who grew up in church their entire life went to church almost every Sunday and Wednesday. You would think, oh, there's no way they can doubt God. There's no way they are might as well be the perfect Christian. But at the end of the day, I had tons of questions and I had moments of doubt, and. Some of it were in, I'm not going to get super specific because um, I'm not trying to unleash my testimony here, but there have been some dark times in my life, especially when I was like a teen, um, maybe a little bit before I was a teen as well, pre-teen age, that I, I personally felt like I never had a relationship with God, and there was even a point in time where I thought everyone was just faking it. Um, it wasn't until I turned 16, 17 years old where I actually fully developed a relationship with God. I got saved at 12, but that was just me giving my life to Jesus without any sort of context. It wasn't until I got older and I started realizing the meaning behind that and also, like, what comes with that. And at the age of, like, 17, I had so many questions, and I felt like no one could answer it for me. Um but what we're going to be talking about today is where you can find your answers that you're looking for and also um, trying to ease um, 
a lot of people who are suffering with doubt as well. Um, just know that it's nothing to be ashamed of. Everyone has a moment of doubt. Everyone, even your greatest Christians, and we're going to talk about that in a couple of seconds, and it doesn't matter how far along you are in your walk with God, you're going to have a moment of doubt. You're going to have a moment of weakness, and um, we're going to tell you today how you can um, break away from that. And uh, Jordan, you have any comments on that? Yeah, I got I got a couple comments. Um, I just got a couple of like little I don't know how to, how you want to put it. I guess just kind of like little bullet points of like overcoming like okay. fear and and, and self doubt and just kind of things like that. Just a couple of things that I I myself am am a, am a big like I do a lot. And one of them is uh like you you know think back to your past achievements. Like mm-hmm. I know we we don't want to say like think about like like live your life forward and stuff, but think about like how far you've come. Um, yeah, there's no problem of, with looking you know, back at where you came from. To see like where you did come from. Like, you know, some people are like, wow, I, I, I went through this and look at where I'm at now. And that, that'll kind of help you with it as well. And uh, a really big one for me, and I know for a lot, like even younger people today, even older people as well, is uh, don't compare yourself to others. You know, we're, we're all in different parts of life. We're all in different steps of life. You know, there's a lot of people that are my age out there that are – in different parts of the life that I'm in right now. You know, people my age are married and starting their families and stuff. So you, you don't want to, you know, start doubting yourself and your self-worth and because of maybe you're not there yet. So that's just, you know, two things. And a third one that I really like is spend some time with some p- supportive people or even other believers and Christians as well. Yes, that's a big You know, a, a big one is if you ever do feel yourself in doubt or in need, Reach out to somebody, you know, mm-hmm. talk to somebody, um, whether it be a friend or a family member or even like maybe a youth pastor or leader or somebody that, you know, you just have a couple of questions like, hey, look, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, feeling uh, feeling doubtful. And it was kind of cool when I was actually typed in spirit of doubt a little while ago, something pulled up and I really kind of like it. I've, I've seen it before, but I haven't really seen it in a while. And it's kind of like recognizing God's voice. Mm-hmm. Is what it says, and it's like God's voice is going to calm you. He's going to confront you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to, you know, encourage you. He's going to enlighten you, love you, and just kind of like lead you and stuff, and like reassure you. And it says like Satan's voice is he's going to condemn you. He's going to confuse you. He's going to discourage you. So any kind of doubt, any kind of like lies, anything like that, that is going to yeah. come from Satan. That's know? actually going to lead into my one of my points as well. Okay, well you want to go ahead and, and kind of you know one of my points that connects with that one is. To always turn towards God rather than turning away from Him. Okay, I like and I that. I think the biggest thing whenever it comes to people doubting God or doubting whatever is the fact that they always turn their back toward God and they start walking the other direction once they have a feeling of doubt. Um, the biggest thing here is that you, can't, if you're gonna, if you have doubts, don't turn away from God, but turn toward Him. Mm-hmm. Ask the questions. If you truly want to. Fill those voids that you have, the doubts, read the Bible, read the word, talk to God, pray to God, all that stuff like that. It's, 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 if you think about it, it's the way we go about it when you turn away from something that you doubt. Why would you do that? If you have all these questions and stuff like that, maybe you should look towards it, look even deeper into it, right? We just have this kind of messed up mindset to think, oh man, I doubt this. 
I, I got to turn away from it. I'm, I'm starting to, you're getting shyer and shyer away. And then you get further and further away. And then you realize, like, you've gotten so far away from God just because you doubted him for a little bit. And that happens to a lot of Christians. They have this little moment of weakness of doubt, and then they walk away from God entirely. And what we're telling you today is that you need to turn toward God and not away from him. And uh, another point I have is also, like I said, don't beat yourself up for doubting. Absolutely. A lot of times Christians will think they're a bad Christian because they themselves are having moments of doubt. And I don't care how old you are, how young you are, whatever, you're going to have a moment of doubt. And don't beat yourself over it. God wants us to ask questions. He wants us to run towards him whenever we have a question. But that's the main thing, like I said, connects to the second point I had, the first point, to ask him the questions. Tell God that you're having your moment of doubt. Let him know. And that actually runs in, <laughs> this is kind of weird, it runs into um, a guy in the Bible, Jordan. And I think we all know who he is. His name is John. And he's one of the, there's multiple Johns in the Bible, but this one is John the Baptist. And I was reading up on him. And I was just studying for this topic that we're talking about now. And I was reading up on some of the doubters in the Bible. And I realized that John the Baptist is a doubter as well. And crazy enough, this actually, when I watched the Chosen TV series, John the Baptist is on there. And they portrayed him as some crazy kook, like crazy Christian, as everyone knows. Um, and everyone thought, man. Stay away from Crazy John. I think that's what they called him in the show, right? Crazy John. I think so, yeah. And even John the Baptist, who Jesus admired greatly for his faith and his his capacity to believe in Jesus, even John the Baptist had a moment of weakness. And it was whenever he was in jail and um, for all the stuff that happened with Harold and his wife and stuff like that. Whenever John confronted them and told them what they're doing is wrong, he got put into prison and he was in there for a little bit. And he started doubting that Jesus was the Messiah. Now, this is coming from someone who is, out of Jesus' mouth, a one of the best believers ever, like by far. And I, for someone who, from the Messiah himself, coming out of his mouth and saying that you are one of the greatest believers ever, and this guy is having a moment of doubt. Anyway, look, this is Mark. 11, 2-3, and it says, John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? And this is, this is John told his disciples to go ask Jesus that question. And so, and shortly after, Jesus gave him a response. And if you want to know what John, what Jesus tells John, go read. Go read the Bible. Like we tell you every week, read the Bible about it. And John, even John the Baptist, even your most special figures in your world that is like within the church or whatever, they're going to have their moments of doubt, just like how John the Baptist did. Jordan, do you have anything to add about that? Uh, Not for John the Baptist, but I do have another person in the Bible. Okay. Who's actually known as a doubter. Oh, here we go. Me and you discussed him yesterday, but I think you're going to not talk about him. You're going to talk about somebody else. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bring him up because I actually forgot about this, believe it mm-hmm. or not. But I uh, think we both did because... This, you know what I'm going to talk about? I think so. He's so I'm going to talk about Thomas. Yes. Yeah. So Doubting Thomas. And I, Love I was name, just kind of like looking and I completely forgot that this even happened because... 
it, it's a pretty big part, and it says that uh, Thomas didn't believe that God had been resurrected. Yeah. Like he he did not he didn't he didn't believe and he's like I will not believe until I actually see and touch him myself. Mm-hmm. And it says you can go you can go read it in John twenty twenty five through twenty nine, but it just pretty much says that you know after all this and even in that verse God was like Have you believed because you have seen me? Yeah. You know it says Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And Hebrews eleven one says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Not seen. We can, can we can have confidence even in the things we cannot see because God has proven Himself faithful, true, and able. And Amen. I mean, let's 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 Amen. be honest. Let's be honest here. If I saw one of my friends or leaders or somebody, and I saw them die, I saw them on that cross, poked with the spear, and blood dripping, blood comes out, water comes, you know, whatever it was, come out of him. Yeah. I see them put him in a tomb. Put a stone over it. I'm thinking, well, that, that's, it. that's it. Like this, this, this is it. So I can understand. I think we all why, understand where Thomas is coming from. Here. Why Thomas? He's here. I mean, come on. If you've seen the chosen, you've watched how human these disciples are. They're funny. I feel like they would tell some fibs. I feel like they would kind of joke about some stuff a little bit. You yeah. know, I mean, them running back and like, he's alive. He's alive. And yeah. your your mind's like, man, I I don't know. Like, I mean, we all we all saw what happened and. Mm-hmm. So definitely can understand that, but I mean there are some big people in the Bible who who doubted him and who were even closer than we are. And multiple people by multiple the way, people that were around the Messiah himself. So this is the biggest thing that blows my mind when I read the Bible and I, we talk about doubters and stuff, is that some of these doubters that we're talking about right now were people that were around Jesus Christ himself, the Lord and Savior, the Son of God. Lamb of God, everything like that. Our Savior, they were around him. They witnessed him doing miracles. They witnessed him talking to the crowds, the masses. Witnessed him die on the cross. All of that. And they all still had doubt. John the Baptist was Jesus' cousin. He watched Jesus grow up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he knew that he was the Messiah from all along. But still doubted him <laughs> in his moment. And that's going to lead me into the next point. Do not... Now, I want to repeat this again. Make sure I'm, I'm pull it up. Make sure I'm saying it fully. Do not base your beliefs on your circumstances. And a lot of times, this is what happened to John the Baptist as well, is that John based his beliefs in that moment on his circumstances. If you right now are in a tough spot in your life, if you are in a bind, you're in a trial, and you feel like there's no end to it, it just seems to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Eventually, you're going to have a moment of doubt, and you're going to be like, God, are you even there? Are you even listening to my prayers right now? And I'm here to tell you, do not base your faith in God off of what you're, what's happening in your life right now because that's going to lead into doubt. Just because you something awful is happening, does that mean that you need to completely turn your back toward God? That means you need to run towards him. Go. Go find him. Go get him. Go to the altar. Oh, come to the altar. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's amazing that when you're reading the Bible and you're talking about people like Thomas, John the Baptist. We're gonna, in a minute, we're going to be talking about Moses. We're going to talk about, you know, the Israelites. Also, Peter. These people were so close. They are, these are some pivotal people in the Bible. And they're having doubt. And they're staring at Jesus. 
They're looking at him. I wish I could look at Jesus. He was, they were staring at him and like hanging out with him and being around him at all. And they are just doubting him. And I, I find that crazy to believe, but it's, I mean, we're all human guys. That's what I'm trying to get out here. Don't bum yourself out because you have a moment of doubt. Just run towards him. Whenever you have that moment in yourself, you're like, man, you know, this situation I'm in right now is not looking good. I feel like God should have extended his hand out. Well, guess what? Spoiler alert. He already has. He is. But you need to look towards him. You can't turn away from him and be like, oh, where's God at? Oh, man. Hey, Jesus. Jesus, you around somewhere? I, what? Oh, so uh, so I think someone's behind me. Real quick. Oh, hey, God. Like, come on, guys. Like, I'm really yelling at myself right now because I've had moments like that. I wish I can go back and tell my 17-year-old self to turn around and walk towards God and not Absolutely. go Absolutely. away from it. And I'm just here to tell you, if you're listening to this right now and you're having that moment of doubt, I'm telling you, I'm going to keep saying it throughout the podcast, turn towards God. Read that Bible. Run to the Father. Run to the Father. <laughs> By the way, great song. Um, I'm serious, guys. We, we can't press this enough. And so we talked about doubting Thomas. I talked about John the Baptist. I'm going to talk about one person, and me and Jordan both going to have a comment on this. He is a um, big man among the disciples, or some people would say the angry man. We're going to be talking about uh, Peter. Um, Jordan, you like Peter, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Peter's a Peter's a cool dude. Yeah. You know, I would. Besides Jesus, I would say that Peter's like the leader of the disciples. Would you say? Yeah, he definitely was kind of up there in the pact, and you know, there were things that couldn't be done without him. When Jesus was gone, I think Peter kind of took kinda it up, stepped up a little bit. He, he became did a pillar uh, of what we know as the church today. Yeah, he did help Gaius fix yeah. that uh, that watering hole, so that way they <laughs> could have fresh water and yes, and their city. So I mean, that was. Uh, and you know what else he did? Fun fact. You know what else he did, Jordan? And this is still, uh, when I heard this story, again, when I was a teenager, I, man, I, I guess I was more like in college age. Anyway, everyone knows the story of Jesus walking out on water, okay? Out there, if you heard the story, just raise your hand right now. If you're driving, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone knows the story of Jesus walking on water. Even pop culture knows the story, okay? And we all know, as Christians, that Peter stepped out with them as well right so as story goes jesus tells peter to come out peter comes out onto the water and for a moment there he's focusing on jesus and he is walking on water too who knows peter first fully man to walk on water ever besides our man jesus jesus had to take the first spot of course but Peter walked on water, was walking towards Jesus, but there was a moment, there was a storm around, and he looked side to side, and sure enough, he lost focus of Jesus, and he started sinking. Peter, guys, we're talking about Peter, the apostle Peter, the disciple Peter, probably the closest to Jesus, besides his own mother and God. Peter was there for all of what Jesus did. Yep, yep. He wasn't the first disciple, that was Andrew. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, his brother, his brother, his brother took that away from him. But Peter, who I would say was the uh, just a leader of the church today, someone who established the church and everything that we are now, 
was a huge doubter. And there was a moment in time where like Jesus told he told Peter that you would doubt me three times, you guys, three times. What was it, uh, Jordan? The way it's phrased that the um, the the, the chicken will. Uh, hold on, well, it's, it up. it's not doubt. It's God said that you're going to deny me three times. Sorry, the deny me. But that's also the, the, the same crows. realm as well. But yes. Peter denied Jesus, okay, three times. He also doubted him in that moment whenever he was on the water. These are people, guys, that— He doubted him in the moment of the uh, the fish and the, uh, the bread. Yeah, yeah, he did. And it's just— the, but main focus here I want to have, we can talk about Peter all day long. I love Peter, and I love everything about him, and I love how human he is. And in this moment, he is walking out in water, and he doubted doubted Jesus. He lost focus, and he started sinking. And, guys, that's how it is today. The second we keep our eyes off of Jesus, we will indeed start doubting, and we will start falling you, as well. You might You might think that. If I take my eyes off of him for for one second, it's gonna be okay. It'd but be good. That's probably what Peter thought the too. The one moment that he got distracted, took his eyes, is when he instantly realized and regretted that you know that's he definitely regretted he, he shouldn't have <laughs> shouldn't have done. Oh man, it's just guys, it's a tough world out here. It really is. We we me and George both live in it. We know how it goes. We know that what life can throw at you is completely out of left field, curveball. It is knuckleball stuff. Like, it is crazy sometimes what a day can bring on a random Tuesday or something like that. But, guys, we need you to know the main thing, the main answer we're trying to give you for your doubts is to seek God, not run away from him. If Peter just focused on Jesus, he would have never sank. And it's the same thing with you. You wouldn't have your doubts if you didn't turn away from God. And if you are having doubts, look deeper into God. Don't get further away from him. It's nonsensical, guys. And, man, it's just, that's going to bring me into my last point. And I just want to say this. One of our distinguishing characteristics as human beings is that we have a thirst for knowledge. When things puzzle and challenge us, we ask questions. And when we can't find answers, we become frustrated in that moment, and we look away. Guys, if you have the questions, if you have the puzzles, you have the answers right in front of you. God's already given it to you. If you're in a church, like Jordan said, talk to your elders. Ask those questions. If you, if you, in the moment of doubt, read your Bible. If you, like, in the moment, you're like, oh, God, I don't know if you're talking to me right now. Read that Bible. He'll talk to you then. Just... There's simple things, guys. It's not some complex rocket science equation that we're trying to figure out to how you can figure out the existence of God. Because I'm here to tell you, you can't. You're not going to be able to think like God. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. And you're trying to think on a small, you're, you're like dust compared to what he is. There's nothing that we can comprehend on that level. and But he's given us the word, the answer, our sword, right here. It, there's billions of them on this planet. Just pick it up and read it. It tells you. It tells you these stories of Peter. It tells you the stories of John the Baptist. It's going to tell you the stories. All these people that are just doubters. Doubting Thomas. Uh, Moses, even. The promised people. That, I mean, uh, God's chosen people. The Israelites. I'll talk about this a little bit. They were wandering in the desert. After they ex- they left Egypt, God saved them from Egypt. Moses led them out. 
They wandered in that desert for how long, Jordan? 40 days and 40 nights. Wait, no, 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. 40 days was when he was in the, the that's, uh, garden. That was, yeah. he, was in the, he was in the desert. Yeah, sorry. You missed that, 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 that was, that was, that was another I'm one. sorry. I, I was reading something, and I just heard what you asked me. Yeah, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say, you gotta say. I got, I got spaced out on reading of the Bible. <laughs> forty years after God, there's it four again. Like I told y'all. Yeah. Okay. There you go. After God split the Red Sea open for them, open, wide open, they walked right through the Red Sea. After all the, the things that God did in Egypt to get them out, they still doubted God. God was raining food. Was, from the sky. What was what was falling from the heaven? Manna from heaven. Manna from heaven. And I don't know if it was falling from the sky or if it just appeared on the ground. I don't. I can't I remember. Think it was like like rain. It was just kind of like trickling down. Like I have rice, no idea. Just falling on the ground. But they were, they had what they needed. Things were happening to them that if they happened today, the world would freak and run to the church. And they themselves, they're witnessing the work of God, and they were doubting as well. Uh, man, I kind of want to go back. A lot of people wanted to go. A lot of the Israelites <laughs> wanted to go back they to want, Egypt. Yeah. They wanted to get back into their chains. They didn't want to go into that promised land. They didn't think they could take it back, even though God is telling them to take it. And so they had to wait 40 years. So all those people, those doubters would phase out and Joshua can finish what Moses started. And so, guys, don't don't uh, beat yourself up over this. OK, everyone, you know. Whoever you, in your life you think is the strongest moral compass in your life, um, my person is my pastor, right? He himself, I know, has had moments of doubt. He's told me. He actually said today. Yeah, he actually said today he, in service. He made a, made a comment about how, you know, we we leave church and it's like the seats aren't even filled and people can get out of, out of there quickly. And then you're driving down the road and you're looking at this other church and he's doubting whether or not they, his words are effective. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a police escort like to uh, block traffic to let their members gone. And there's pretty much like, what, what am I doing? You know? And just because the house might not be full does not mean that something that you're doing wrong. That's mm. just the people that they just, not everybody's, you know, buying into it, I guess. And honestly, there's probably a reason because people, not necessarily like, like to hear the truth, and those who preach the truth, they might not have that many, many friends and stuff around them. So that's just kind of how I got out of that. Um, there's just one thing that I, I want to say. Second uh, Timothy one seven says, "For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline." That's the NIV version. And I kind of like that a little bit better. Because it says we have not been given this. This is it says we have not been given the spirit of fear that will bring doubt. What we have is the spirit of power that will strengthen our faith. You know, just do not let the words of men discourage you. Do not allow the spirit of doubt to get the best of you. You know, you you must believe. And just a simple thing for anyone to understand: if if you doubt, don't expect anything for the Lord because He doesn't like those that that will doubt His ability to do great things. You know. Yeah. It's it's he doesn't want people to to be down. He doesn't want that to hinder people. He wants you to be confident in in him and pretty much, you know, open your eyes and Absolutely. be accepting of of, of him and, and his word. Thing is, everything. if you're doubting God and you're doubting that He's with you in this moment, He is in your moment of weakness, in your moment of solitude. He is still in there with you. If you're in the storm, He's in the storm with you. If you're in the fire, God's in the fire in there with you. And this is. 
everyone should, a lot of people should know this, mem- um, this verse. It's Isaiah 41.10, and it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will up- uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I have that on a necklace right now. And it's, don't fear, for God is always with you. And if you're having a moment whether or not God is, you're doubting God is with you, well, there you go. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Are you Jordan? Are you done with the your notes? Yeah. If if we're done, there's a couple of uh, reflection questions that I just want to go over to kind of okay. end this this then, podcast off. Then I'm gonna say this, and this is from Proverbs three five, five through eight. Trust in Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understandings. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, and fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. That's Proverbs, people. Awesome, awesome. I, I like that. With with ending this uh, this topic and, and this podcast, and while Nathan goes ahead and pulls up what our fifth episode is, I'm going to go yes. ahead and kind of lead you out with a couple of reflection questions. And just, you know, think about these questions and ask yourself, uh, in what way have I doubted God before my life? Uh, am I still doubting what God is capable of doing in my life? Am I listening to the voice of the Lord or the voice of the people around me? You know, is it God's voice or is it Satan's voice that I'm listening to? Uh, it says, what step have I taken to kill the spirit or steps have I taken to kill the spirit of doubt in me before it kills faith in me and makes me powerless? And the last question that I want to ask everybody today is, is, is how am I allowing fear in me? You know, think about those questions and think about, you know, maybe not an actual answer, but just how you can possibly, like, you know, if you are doubting God or if you are fearful about something, is it maybe just opening up your Bible and just reading a a scripture out? Or maybe it's just picking your favorite song and putting that on repeat and just kind of praying until that that little, like, you know, cloud of doubt kind of gets away from you because it happens to all of us. So turn with that, towards you know, him, people. Turn towards him, not away from him. Exactly. With, with that, I just want to kind of leave you all <laughs> with all those, all those questions. Uh, and if that's that's everything on you, Nate, we're going to go ahead and just go to the last part of this podcast with our favorite song title. Song recommendations of the podcast. Now, um, like we told you all before, eventually once we compile a lot more songs, because we don't want to just have like six songs on a playlist, um, we're going to make the playlist after a certain period. And we're going to put all these songs that we're recommending you now into a playlist that you can listen to it. Uh, Jordan, you want to start us off? What is your song so recommendation? My, fa- my, my song is going to kind of go. One. It's, it's going to kind of go with, with doubt. And it's it's going to be called Famous For, or in parentheses, I Believe. Yes. And that's Torn, Torn Wells. Yes. Yes. That came out in 2020. It's a great song. I think uh, it won an award, too. It, it did. It, it pretty much talks about like what God is famous for. And, and that is... Washing away the doubt, washing away the fear, being there and just uplifting, yep. you know, everybody and, and, and your spirits and and everything. And I just feel like that's a really good kind of upbeat kind of testimonial song. You know, it it definitely is one that when I found that song was on repeat for me for for a while. In fact, probably for in 2020, it's it's probably one of my top songs in 2020 alone. I remember when we. I think when we first started doing the band at our church, someone recommended us to do this song. That was me. It was you? Yeah. And uh, listen, guys, 
Listen, Nate can't sing. I think I'm a decent singer. I'm all right. But Torn Wells, man. The vocals on this song, the notes he hits, wow. <laughs> it's it's a great song. Give it a listen for sure. It's and Jordan, what is it again? It is famous for or in parentheses, I believe, by Torn Wells. Yes. And uh just how your song kind of deals with the topic of today's episode, which is the spirit of doubt. I have a song, and you know it too. And it is called Too Good to Not Believe by Ooh. Cody Carnes and Brandon, Brandon Lake. Lake. And listen, guys, it is an amazing song. It's a heartfelt song, and it's talking about kind of what we just talked about, that Jesus is too good to not believe. And I know a lot of times we believe, like, it's too good to be true. But imagine it being so good that <laughs> it's too good to not believe. And that whole song, it's going to kind of resonate with you if you ever had that moment of Absolutely. disbelief, Absolutely. moment of doubt. And it, it's it's healed me. Um, this song has healed me in ways that I wish I could thank Cody Carnes for because mm-hmm. the lyrics in this song kind of just speak right into my heart, and it should speak into yours as well. Jordan, yours is Famous for I, I Believe. Famous for I Believe. Famous for I Believe by Turner Wells. And mine is Too Good Not to Believe by Cody Carnes and Brandon Lake. And um, that kind of brings us to our conclusion of this podcast. Um our next episode, which is going to be released on Wednesday, um, and it's going to be called, we're going to be really talking about, um, let me pull it up right here, Christians, being a Christian in college. Now, uh, should be a pretty interesting topic since that me and Jordan both went to college, and I'm still in college. Definitely going to be geared to more of that, uh, you know, 21, you know, in yeah, order. If you're in college or you, you never know, went to college, and 18 and older. this should um you should be able to relate to this and we're going to be talking about what it means to be a christian in uh today's world especially when you're in school and you're in yeah. college and, and just kind of how things are different um yeah what's in, changed in over the years like that. but uh that kind of wraps it up jordan you want to sign us out all right man well thank you all for watching or li- i should say listening to today's podcast and we can't wait to see y'all next time but that's that's it see y'all see you guys